each and every one of you to the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. How is everybody doing? Just a reminder that you are listening to us on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key. And we are brought to you by Wishbone Fried Chicken, Ivy Park Sports Bar and Grill, and Local Grounds Coffee Company. And on the show today, I've got lifelong Metro Atlanta native Justin Dale as we are going to talk everything Kennesaw State in the NCAA tournament. The World Baseball Classic is going on. Puerto Rico, a huge upset over the Dominican Republic. And how about the United States getting the win over Colombia and advancing out of the group, but they will play Venezuela in the quarterfinals. This is episode 582. And this is a daily show that's here on this Noonan radio station from 2 to 3, Monday through Friday. And I know I'm going to have a lot of condensed shows this week, but I plan on having more guests on next week. So you don't want to miss it. Stick around. This is going to be a fun show. All right. I think we can rest a little bit easier. The Aaron Rodgers watch might be coming to a close. Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and said that he wishes to play for the New York Jets. Oh boy, he really held the Packers hostage. In fact, his list of demands sounded like he wanted all his teammates from the Packers to come to the Jets. The Jets are trying to pursue Alan Lazard. Like if he says that he wants weapons in Green Bay, why would he want to get those same weapons in New York? I'm not even 100% sure that this is going to work out in New York. I know the Jets fans are excited. They finally got their quarterback. But look at who the Jets have to play. Josh Allen twice a year. The Dolphins have a very talented lineup. And Tua is still a very formidable quarterback. And that offensive scheme by Mike McDaniel and Bill Belichick. He's got to face Bill Belichick twice a year. So it's not a given. And it's not really a done deal just yet. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster signs with the New England Patriots. You know, he was on the Kansas City Chiefs last year. Just a lot of moves happening. Ezekiel Elliott is going to part ways with the Dallas Cowboys, and he is going to be a free agent. I think it's about time to bring Justin Dale on. You don't want to go anywhere. When we come back, we're going to have Justin Dale. He's coming on the show. We'll be back in a bit. Yeah! Stick around. Active Pest Control offers the best services and prices to protect your home. Offering both monthly and quarterly pest control services, plus specific services like bed bug, German roach, and flea control. Even if you can't see them, insects are all around you 24-7. Active Pest Control wants to be the first line of defense. Active Pest Control. Repair. Bond. Best termite coverage around. Active Pest Control, 34 Jefferson Street, Newton, 770-954-9941. Want to give back to your community in a meaningful way? Cares for Kids is a Keller Williams Realty-founded charity in which 100% of money raised goes directly to children in need in our area. Cares for Kids helps fund local organizations like Angel's House, Coweta Casa, Elevate, and more. Help Cares for Kids reach their mission of serving 1 million children. Call 678-634-9770 today to learn more on how to be involved or text k for k Noonan to 44321 to donate. 
This week's Property of the Week is located at 688 Cheatham Road in Griffin, Georgia. This 32.14 acre track is waiting to find its new owner. This property features a three bed, two bath home built in 1890. An 18 by 28 utility shed ran with its own power and water, fencing for horses and other livestock, and timber such as pine, oak, and pecan trees. Call 678-634-9770 for more information. And we are back on the show, and back once again is Justin Dale, who is a resident of the North Metro Atlanta area. And, Justin, I have to say, right now, the center of the basketball universe is in North Metro Atlanta area. Not just because Kennesaw State making the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history, but the Kell boys and girls win the state title for 5A, and Joseph Wheeler wins the state title for 7A. And Etowah was in the Final Four, and Cherokee was the runner-up in 7A. Justin, what is going on up in North Metro Atlanta area? Well, I think the uh, nation's seeing that um, up here, you know, we got the athletes up here, <laughs> uh, both at the college level and and at the high school level. Uh, I mean, Georgia's always been a breeding ground for, for athletes. You know, football's been the big one, but, you know, basketball, too, is starting to really take shape. There's some really good talent coming out of – out of the state of Georgia, uh, you know, yes, you talked about the seven, eight championship. I actually watched that on uh, Georgia public broadcasting TV. Uh, my girlfriend's daughters both go to Cherokee high school. So they were uh, really excited about, you know, Cherokee making it to the the state championship game. We, uh, me and my girlfriend watched it live. Um, Wheeler's just, I mean, I mean, Wheeler's a national brand when it comes to high school basketball, and I mean, and you can tell watching them play. I mean, I don't think one of those starters was under six six. I mean, they were <laughs> big. They're big. They're tall. They're lanky, and they're really good. Uh, the nation's consensus number one high school recruit goes to Wheeler. He's um, committed to going to USC, and so um, they have an outstanding program there at Wheeler. And it, you could just tell by watching that game. Cherokee was very much outmatched um, in that game, unfortunately. And uh, for, well, it was for me since I was pulling for Cherokee, but um, yes, congratulations to Wheeler High School. It's fantastic that they uh, pulled in another, another state championship. Um, really proud for Cherokee for getting as far as they did. Um, and, and yeah, it's just been, you know, Kennesaw state as well. Talk about making it to the, to the big dance for the first time in their school's history. It just, it's just a credit to show you, how um how that program has risen you know over the last 10 years and where they've come from um where they're trying to get to and the fact that they're now finally getting some national recognition uh, making the tournament um it was pretty cool you know that i saw the post on i believe it was on espn's uh page about them making the tournament and, and of course a lot of people were commenting going where's kennesaw state who are these people i've never heard of them before and stuff and so but it, it's getting some attention you know i think people are starting to real you know recognize you know what's you know th that in the atlanta area north metro area there's a there is a school here that's on the um on the rise in the college world and that's kennesaw state university in in basketball you know and another fun fact we're talking about wheeler the head coach for um the head basketball coach there at kennesaw is an alumni of wheeler high school so that's a pretty cool connection as well Yes, Amir Abdurrahim is actually the younger brother of NBA legend Sharif Abdurrahim that won mm -hmm. a state title for Wheeler in 1994. Sharif would go on to play at Cal one season, was drafted by the Vancouver Grizzlies, averaged 20 points a year, played for the Hawks, played for the Kings, and now he's uh, the president over in uh, the 
the G League. So, you know, Sharif Abdurrahim, you know, basketball runs deep in his blood. And really, let's talk about Amir Abdurrahim because he easily could have got the job offer to go coach at Georgia Tech. The Yellow Jacks decided to uh, get uh, Damian Stoudemire, the former NBA point guard. He, he was assistant head coach at Boston. I actually thought that Amir Abdurrahim was going to go there because this coach, four years ago, they started 1-28. and And what mm-hmm. he has done at Kennesaw State has been absolutely fascinating. This is really the story of the tournament. But, Justin, I filled out my bracket. I'm going with my gut. I believe that Kennesaw State is going to upset Xavier on Friday. As a number 14 seed, they're taking on Xavier. And I know that a lot of Kennesaw State fans are going to make that trip up to Greensboro. But who do you have in that game? I, I think Kennesaw State can can upset Xavier as well. Um, I think they're, they're plenty capable of doing it. I think they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Um, they look really good on paper. And I think they're looking to make a splash in this tournament. I don't think they're going to have the attitude of we're just happy to be here. We're happy to be included um, in the bracket, I think they're they're there to make some noise, um, and I do think that they could uh, get past Xavier and make make a little noise in this tournament. At least at least make their presence known um, in this tournament. I watched a lot of Kennesaw State's games on ESPN Plus. I've never seen the Convocation Center that packed with fans. I just cannot believe that the buzz around North Metro Atlanta area for Kennesaw State basketball, which was unheard of about 15 years ago when I was living in the Kennesaw area and going to Kennesaw state games where it really wasn't all that packed. I mean, yeah, they played Georgia tech back in 2010 and and that was probably the most students there, but Mm -hmm. for the past 20 years, ever since Kennesaw state won that championship at NCAA division two, they made the transition to D one. Their best season was 2016. They won 14 games, but this is just coming out of nowhere it, they ca- they caught lightning in a bottle. It, it's like just a comet that's been here. Do you think this is a one-hit wonder? Do you think Kennesaw State is here to stay? I think they're making a name for themselves for sure. Um, not only in the in the state of Georgia, but nationally as well. I think they're putting them they're putting themselves on the map as a school that you know you would you know if you want to go play basketball, you can go play at Kennesaw State um, as well. And so I, I definitely think this could be the start of something here where they get more recognition, people, you know, know who they are a little bit more. Um, obviously, you know, we talked about the head coach, the job he's done. It just, it's just a testament to him, you know, taking, taking over a team that was, you know, only had one win and and now, you know, here we are a few years later, they're in the NCAA tournament. And so that's, that's just fantastic. And so I think, you know, job offers are going to come in for him. I um, mean, at some point, uh, bigger schools are going to want him. They're going to, they're going to see what's going on at, Kennesaw State. But yeah, I, I definitely think this could definitely be a the program has grown. The attention is coming more towards Kennesaw State, especially in basketball. And so um it's, it's hard making that transition to D1, you know, um, from D2. A lot, a lot of teams don't want to do it, especially once you become successful in D2. You sometimes you don't want to leave D2 because you gotta be you gotta go be the small, the small fish in the big in the big ocean at that point. But um and, and some teams it just takes time to catch on. But um, Kennesaw State's done it. They've grown the program, and even if the uh, head coach leaves at some point, take a bigger job, he's left the program in a lot better shape than what it was. And I think there'll be opportunities there. I think there'll be um, now that they've gotten you know getting on the map a little bit more nationally, they'll have opportunities to bring in 
um, you know, maybe more high high profile young coaches that want to make a name for themselves, as well as you know being able to recruit more on national level and bring in um, bring in bigger high school recruits as well. Justin, we are almost 20 years removed from Georgia Tech making it to the NCAA championship where they lost to that Omeka Okafor, Ben Gordon, UConn team. But -hmm. Georgia Tech had a very memorable moment with the Will Bynum tip in the final four against Oklahoma State. Paul Hewitt got an extension. And then all of a sudden, Georgia Tech was on the map. The past 20 years, it has not been great for Georgia Tech. They fired Josh Pastner. I mean, after Brian Gregory, Paul Hewitt, Georgia Tech has not had success in the NCAA tournament. They haven't made the NCAA tournament. They made it in 2021 when they got hot and won the ACC. Do you think that the new head coach they brought in, Damian Stoudemire, which we all knew as a kid, I remember he was a point guard in the NBA in the early 90s, played for those Portland Trailblazers teams, and now he he's now the head coach at Georgia Tech. I think that he could get some recruits there. It really, the standard at Georgia Tech, and this is a proud tradition of the 80s and 90s when Bobby Crimmins was the head coach. I know the expectations are to make the NCAA tournament, but what can Coach Stoudemire do at Georgia Tech to turn around that program? Well, he's got to recruit for starters. You know, you got to have you got to have the type of players to uh, build that program back up, and so getting the recruiting going. And I know Georgia Tech is harder to recruit. A school like Georgia Tech, because of the academic standards that are in place, it's kind of the same thing with football over there. But yes, I mean they got to recruit. You got to bring in the type of quality athlete you need to fit your program. Um, but I think it's just it's perception too, changing it around from you know Georgia Tech really has kind of fallen on some hard times in in certain athletic you know certain 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 other athletics like baseball they're doing pretty good, but football's fallen on hard times. Basketball has fallen on hard times too. Um, at the school. And so just um, changing that perception about the school, changing that perception about um, and trying to get player buy-in to the program as well and to what you want to accomplish and what you want to do is huge. Um, It's going to take some time, uh, you know, just like it has, you know, with changing, you know, trying to change that culture at at the University of Georgia as well. Uh, Mike White got out of that roster, everything I think he could get out of it. And they definitely played better and they won more games than they did last year. Um, and so, you know, he, I felt like he laid a pretty good foundation at Georgia and got some, got buy-in from his players. And hopefully with the recruiting picking up, he can, you know, make some more noise in the SEC, but it's the same thing there with Georgia tech. You've got to bring in the right athletes um, that can help elevate your program and get buy-in from the, the current players that are there that, that, about your vision um, of what you see Georgia Tech basketball being. I tell you one thing, Justin, the entire state of Georgia is going to be rooting for Kennesaw State on Friday, 1240 tip off on True TV, taking on Xavier up in Greensboro, North Carolina. And tickets are affordable. If you're a Kennesaw State fan, you know, Greensboro is only five hours away. I think that that would be just a memory if you are a ksu fan i mean i i used to have some ksu gear you know my wife used to go to kennesaw state you know so we're we're owl fans so i'm i'm rooting for kennesaw state i know the entire state is rooting for them this is really reminds me of you remember 2014 when mercer made it to the ncaa tournament and they upset duke as a number 14 seed they did um and that was that was pretty big too when mercer made it as well and so yeah it's it is we're, we're behind kennesaw state um, proud of them for getting where they're going. Um, 
and getting to into the tournament for the first time. Um, I, I know they're excited. I know the, uh, the students at KSU are excited. And, um, you know, I, I, and I think Kennesaw State's looking to prove to, hey, look, we're not, we're not just happy to be here. We're, we're, here to, we're here to compete and we're here to play. And I think they're going to give Xavier a really good game. Well, hopefully it will be a memorable game like the Mercer beating Duke game in 2014. You remember the the um, Ron Hunter falling out of his chair, Georgia State uh, defeated Baylor on that last second shot. That was amazing. I mean, there's there's been some great moments for uh, Georgia, but they're very little. It's rare to see a Georgia team do well in the NCAA tournament because what? Like Georgia's made the tournament three times in the last 20 years. Georgia Tech right. has only made it twice. Georgia State has made it a couple times, and then you have Mercer and Kennesaw State, and that's it. I mean, right. Georgia has not had success in this NCAA tournament, which they, which is, which is a little surprising, honestly, um, given the fact that it seems like you know the, the athletes that come out of the state of Georgia are usually pretty top notch, um, from the high school programs um, that are there, uh, programs like Wheeler, Norcross, um, and, and there's others. I'm, I know I'm not naming them all, but there's a lot of really good programs in the state of Georgia, even outside of the Metro area that, you know, produce really good young, you know, basketball players. It's just the other, they're not staying in state, you know, and it's been because of that, because of the programs have not been able to have a run of sustained success. You have kind of these one-offs like with Kennesaw state this year, Mercer a few years ago, you know, Georgia makes the tournament once in a blue moon. Uh, same thing with Georgia Tech. You don't have those programs that have that su sustained success. And also it, it doesn't help the fact that, you know, some of the blue bloods in college basketball like Duke, like North Carolina are so close to the state of Georgia, right? They're not that far away. So they can easily come down in here and start poaching and picking and taking who they want because they're, they're North Carolina and they're Duke. Um, Kentucky's that way. They're not too far north themselves can come down in here and take what, take what they want. So that's, that's been part of the problem is the state's being pillaged, um, of their top talent. They're not staying in state to go to the in-state schools or they're, they're going out to the other programs around the country that have had su sustained success in college basketball. And so that's where the, um, I think where the disconnect is, if we can get a program that can actually have some sustained success in the state of Georgia, um, maybe, you know, Georgia, Georgia Tech, or, or even Kennesaw State or one of them can, you know, at least kind of prove they can kind of make the tournament on a semi, on a somewhat regular basis, then you might be able to keep some of that talent in, in, in state. Justin, let's switch gears and talk about the World Baseball Classic, because tonight the United States are in an elimination game a win and end scenario taking on Colombia because right now Mexico and Canada, it is the top of the fourth inning. Mexico is leading Canada. They have the tiebreaker with the United States, but Venezuela, they have been the surprise of the tournament going undefeated in their pool and mm -hmm. they advance to the quarterfinals. If Mexico wins and the United States goes into second place, they will take on Venezuela in the quarterfinals. Who would you root for if you if the United States are playing Venezuela? Are you rooting for the United States? Or are you rooting for Venezuela because they have Ronald Acuna Jr.? Well, I'm always rooting for the United States. No, I, I am too. I'm just saying I, I want to see Ronald Acuna too. Jr. do well. I do too. I mean, I've been I've been pulling. I've been watching. I was actually watching uh, Venezuela's game earlier today when I was working, and um, had it on and saw some of Acuna's at bats and stuff like that because I'm I want him to be successful. 
um, you know, all the Braves players for that matter, you know, um, that are playing for their, their teams. I want them to be successful um, as long as they're not playing the United States. <laughs> and so, but yeah, the, you know, the world baseball classic has been really good this year. There's been some really good, um, the pool play first round has been very entertaining. They added four um, teams. Yeah. The, Notice the, there's five teams in the pool now. There's five teams in the pool now. So they added, they added teams and, and the teams that, have been in it, you know, there's, there's your historical, like, you know, baseball countries, you know, like Japan, Korea, United States, Dominican Republic. Um, and they're playing to the level which you would expect, but there's been some really great surprises like, um, the Czech you know, Republic. like, like, like Australia, you know, coming out of pool B with Japan. I know they lost this morning to, um, to Cuba and now they're eliminated, but the fact that they came out as runner up from pool B, especially in there with Korea, um, and they they got past them, won the tiebreaker, and got out of that pool as you know the runner up. And and they played Cuba very well. Um, it was a close game this morning, in that quarterfinal game. Um, the Czech Republic has been really was a really entertaining team to watch, just because of they're all amateurs, right? There's really no major leaguers in that on that team. They, these are guys with day jobs, you know. And um, you know, some of them like like the head, the manager was like a neurosurgeon, I think, and. But you know, a bunch of guys that had nine to five type job, blue collar jobs in, in the Czech Republic, and they're playing baseball because they love it, you know. And they showed up and beat beat a beat a couple teams, which is which is awesome um, to see. And Venezuela has been a big surprise, especially in that bracket. I really thought that Puerto Rico and and Dominican Republic were just going to pretty much wipe the floor with that bracket and come out as the top two teams. And Venezuela uh, out of, you know, has, I mean, I knew Venezuela would probably be pretty good because they had some good major leaguers on that team, but the fact that they went four and oh in a, in a, in a pool that included Puerto Rico and <laughs> the Dominican Republic is outstanding uh, for them. So they're definitely going to be a force to reckon with. And really, I don't, you know, I was thinking about it last night. I was like, I don't know. I mean, with the United States, it's like you either, you kind of like you pick your poison, you can either finish second, which they would if Mexico wins today, and you go play Venezuela, or you could finish first. If if something were to happen, to you and and you would have finished first in the bracket. You still would have been playing a team like the Dominican Republic or Puerto Rico. And I mean, that's that's still not a easy task either. So you kind of got your work cut out for you either way um, in the quarterfinals to try to get to the semifinals. Justin, I can't believe we're saying this. We are 15 days away from opening day. Is that your most favorite day in sports? Yes, opening day is the most the best day ever. Um, I, I honestly think it should be a national holiday in this country for Agreed. sure. Um, because it's just it's just fun. It's just a great day. Um, you know, you wake up, you know, baseball's back, and they're you know teams are actually playing meaningful games today. Spring training's over. It's kind of the official. Like you feel I, at least for me, it kind of feels like the like spring is officially here kind of thing. Um, and, um, yeah, it's just, it's just a great day. It's just fun. You know, there's games on all day long. And so you can pretty much turn the TV on and see games being played. Um, it's just fun. It's a fun day, honestly, to watch baseball and it's fun for it to be back. And, um, but yeah, I just, I do, I think it's a fantastic day and it is, it is one of my favorite days in sports when I, when I wake up and realize it's spring training or that it's opening day. Justin, it's always great having you on the show. I enjoy your sports knowledge. I would love to have you on back when we get closer to baseball because I know you're a diehard Braves fan. I would just love to get just the insight 
on Braves baseball games just because, you know, I cover the Braves on this podcast and and you are a Braves fan. And, and really, I don't think there's anybody that knows more about the Braves than you do. Well, I, I, I love the Braves. Obviously I've been, baseball was my first love when I was a kid. So um, it's the sport I'm most knowledgeable, knowledgeable about and know very well. And of course I've been a Braves fan. I mean, I can, you know, I, I grew up with the run in the, the 90s you know I was six years old when it started in 91 I don't really have much of a recollection of that year or, or that world series for that matter even though I wish I would have because that was probably one of the best world series ever even though we lost um but just that run like I remember I do have more memories of 92 93 that come back against the Giants which I know you don't like remembering um I do you know 95 obviously I was 10 so I, I remember very vividly us winning the World Series in 95 and so yeah I, I grew up with that run um in fact I was in college before I even knew that a, a season could end without going to the postseason <laughs> you know so um so I got pretty spoiled growing up you know with the Braves being so good back in the 90s all right Justin I appreciate you being on the show and I definitely would love to talk to you soon all right, man. Thanks for having me. I hope you uh, have a good one. All right. That was Justin Dale, everybody. Hope everybody has a great rest of your day, and uh, we're out of here. Bye. Wishbone Fried Chicken is back in a brand-new location, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A here in Noonan. Same great taste, the best chicken around, fish dinners. Open Monday through Saturday, 10.30 a.m. to 4 p.m., Dine in, take out, it's Wishbone Fried Chicken, right next door to their former location, bringing you the best chicken around, so great. Wishbone Fried Chicken, 31 Jackson Street, Sweet A, here in Noonan. Got mold? Call the Mold Man, specializing in crawl space and interior mold remediation, encapsulations, and basement waterproofing since 2019. The Mold Man team takes pride in keeping your family healthy and your home mold free. Visit our website, themoldmanllc.com, to schedule a quote or give us a call at 678-227-9763. Hey, sports fans, it's Rod Peterson here, host of The Rod Peterson Show, inviting you to join us daily for two hours of Atlanta's funnest sports talk right here on WQEE. I say fun because it is. You've never heard a show like it because we make the listeners a part of the show. Every day between noon and 2 p.m. Eastern, you'll hear plenty of the best sports talk, including the latest on the Falcons, the Braves, and more. And who knows, you might even hear you. That's the Rod Peterson Show, daily at noon, right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. Hey, sports fans. Weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern to 5 p.m. Eastern. Drive time. WQEE. Braves Country is a Southern sports talk show with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. That's Braves Country with Mac McGee and the Armchair Quarterbacks. Weekdays, 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., right here on WQEE 99.1 FM. You are listening to the best of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. Here's some clips that you might have missed over the past year. You are listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge, broadcasted on WQEE 99.1 FM The Key from 2 to 3 p.m. Monday through Friday. This is a local podcast that covers Columbus sports 
and beyond. If you would like to hear more of this podcast, you can download us on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope you have a great rest of your day.